Welcome to IB Talk, the leading podcast for the insurance industry across Australia, New Zealand, and throughout the Asia Pacific region. Brought to you by Insurance Business. Welcome back to IB Talk. I'm Danny Wood, News Editor of Insurance Business Australia. Today we're going to Tasmania where we're joined by Cameron Gill, Broker Manager in Steadfast Taswide's Hobart office. We're going to take a look at broker challenges and opportunities in the Apple Isle. Hello, Cameron. How are you, Daniel? Yeah, very well. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, as, as broker manager, what exactly are your responsibilities there? This is always a great question, Daniel. It's one I find uh, very fun. <laughs> okay. Very interesting. Um, it kind of is uh, anything that the business needs within our Hobart branch, uh, whether that's opening new relationships, um, talking with our key stakeholders and managing those relationships, um, managing the team within our Hobart branch and the likes. Um, strategically, where where is the business going? What are we doing? Um, helping with placements, uh, those hard-to-place risks, of course, is the, is the ones that people need the, the most help on, I suppose. So that's just a quick snapshot. There's a lot more involved there. Uh, I also look up, I am look after my own rather large portfolio at the same time. So a very multifaceted job. Yeah, that's that's a good snapshot, and we'll we'll delve into some of that in a few minutes. But what sort of customers are you dealing with down there in Hobart? I mean, who do you see as your main main businesses down there? Well, Steadfast Taswide, like we've got four offices across the state. And our main people are, like, we deal with anyone from mum and dad for your home and contents, private motor and the likes, right up to uh, larger corporate clients. But generally, our customer base is, yeah, SME business. Um, just like a lot of other steadfast brokerages across the network, that's that's where our normal client, I suppose, sits Let's talk about you for a bit as well before we get into the challenges. You've had quite a wide variety of roles, uh, and you're you're including working as an executive with Coca-Cola. Um, early in your career, you were with the charity Mission Australia. That's that's quite a broad range of different managerial positions, I suppose, and and just working in very different areas. Are there sort of learnings from that that help you in your your broker career now? Oh yeah, well I've been I've been in insurance now for uh, ten years this month or next month, but certainly prior to that, and, um, whilst working for Coca Cola, that was a that was something where I learnt a lot of different skills that certainly helped me day to day. Um, the key skills probably is uh, negotiation and negotiating with thirty times a day working for Coca Cola certainly gives you a, an ability to workshop different strategies and how you go about different negotiations. Um, so certainly that's helped put me in good stead over my insurance career. You said 30 times, so like 30 meetings a day you were having typically. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's a lot, that's a lot, isn't it? Even by, <laughs> even by broker standards, I imagine. Yeah. On some, on some days it'd be 30 times. It'd be certainly on the busy days it would be back then. But it was preparing for those conversations and uh, strategizing and how you were going to have it with that particular person, knowing that person's personality. So that certainly put me in good stead. Also, probably um, as part of those that negotiation process, it was learning how to have hard conversations. 
think it's something we do as brokers every single day. And there is an art to it, um, and there is it, it's not it's not very easy. Um, so I think certainly as part of my role with Coca Cola many moons ago, um, that put me in the best position to be able to coming into the insurance industry uh, with a varied background with dealing with heaps of different um, people in that space certainly helped me have the harder conversations once I got the knowledge and experience within the insurance industry. I have to hold you to account for that and it's an interesting the whole idea of having hard conversations is a is a good one for a broker what what are some of the current hard conversations you're having to have capacity and or or coverage can we actually get cover for particular clients for particular risks like they've had in the in the past certainly challenging especially uh, more regional Tasmania or also not so regional Tasmania um, sometimes uh, as many insurers have taken to thinking that most of Tasmania is quite regional but um, there are some certain just on the outskirts of Hobart where the water capacity to those areas is not probably where uh, insurers would like it to be so Certainly, that's become quite challenging to get some buildings that don't have that uh, covered, that don't have the water capacity coming to their doorstep. So it requires some significant investment from the clients. But if they don't have that capital to be able to make that investment, it becomes even more challenging to find an insurance placement in that space. Mm, that, that's probably a ex- good example of a, a tough conversation, isn't it? Because I guess on the one hand, you're obviously trying to get the insurer to provide the insurance, but it has to be at a certain level or it's unaffordable. But the same token, you've got the client who needs to improve their risk management. Risk. Um, I mean, what's what's the toughest part of that conversation? Is it is it hard to bring the – is it harder with the client or is it harder with the insurer at the moment? Uh, I think it's harder with the client because it's getting the client to actually understand that we are in a different spot to where we have been in the past because obviously it's been much easier in the past to be able to get those coverages and try and explain to the client where the insurance marketplace and insurers have moved and try and give them some data around why, why they've done that and where it's probably going to go in the future. So um, so the investment might be needed now for this as a five to 10-year plan, um, not just this year's problem. In, in terms of the water risks, you, you, you were mentioning water capacity. You simply mean preparing these, play, these properties need to be better prepared to withstand flooding. Is that the, the brunt of it? Uh, it? It's more fire. So uh, hydrant capacity and the capacity of the water, uh, town water flowing through to those properties and whether the um, water flow uh, outside the property, uh, if the fire department comes to hook up to it, is actually adequate um, for them to be able to put out fire. So it's actually bushfire risks, but water management involving those bushfire risks. Certainly. So, like, there's some significant challenges within that space um, and quite a few clients have had to put in some significant infrastructure in order to make sure that they've got that adequate water supply. Is that pretty typical across your clients there, or is this is this very specific? I mean, is the water management side of the bushfires a major issue for a lot of your clients or, or just these ones? 
Well, I think it's I think it's the insurer's focus at the moment. So if it's not within the uh, town centre of most locations, um, I think you're going to find that most insurers are concerned about what the um, water capacity is at that location in the event of a bushfire or or a, even a fire within that building. So I think it is it's quite consistent across the board. Um, that's certainly one of the major focuses that. We're noticing from the insurance marketplace at the moment is that water flow. And is that a problem that local you know, city councils help these properties with or can the properties all group together? Because I, I suppose there could be no end to your role as a broker. You could be you know, helping to organise <laughs> organise them all together to make it cheaper. You could be, I mean, where does your role begin and end, I guess? <laughs> yeah, I suppose in Tasmania, we've actually, the councils handed back the water to one organisation, which is Taswater. Oh, it would have been 10 to 15 years ago now, and that's Taswater's responsibility. Unfortunately, the infrastructure, whilst it was with the councils, um, was underinvested for many years. So they're going down the checklist of what's the major priority at any one particular time. Now, uh, that is most likely not where my clients are currently at at the moment. They're, they're probably focusing, which I know they are focusing on, making sure that there's adequate drinking water for residential properties in a lot of parts of Tasmania, that they don't have to boil their water. So certainly not on their priority list at this stage, but um, might be in the next 10 to 15 years. That's a tough issue, isn't it? Let's let's talk about other stuff. I want to get back to your, your CV because the other striking thing about it is you had a lot of different jobs, but they've all been in Hobart. What's so good about <laughs> Hobart? Uh, family. <laughs> family, Daniel. Okay. Um, yes. So um, I'm a I'm a Hobart born and bred boy. Um, certainly uh, love it down here. Uh, love that I'm 20 to 25 minutes from anywhere at any one particular time. I live eight minutes from my office at work. It's it's certainly the convenience um, of the location. Yes, the climate uh, sometimes has its challenges, but it also has its beauty with also having national parks and walking trails on our doorstep at any one particular time, you know, 10 minutes away. I live just underneath the mountain in South Hobart and uh, there's a walking trail like five minutes from my house to walk up the mountain in Hobart. So beaches are very close as well. So it, it's, it is beautiful, yes, but certainly over the last 10 years since uh, Mona, uh, the Museum of Old and New Art, and David Walsh, who's done some fantastic work there. The culture has certainly moved and changed a lot more, which is fantastic. And we're starting, I'm actually starting to see a lot of my mates who I went to school with, um, moving them and their families back to Tasmania. So it's done a full circle, Daniel. I think you'll be tempting a few brokers to do the same with this with this interview. It's interesting, you know, because Tasmania, or I suppose the mainland, does always seem like it's 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 a quite a long way away and and different in a lot of ways but in terms of insure the insurance the world of insurance mm. uh, are there still very specific regional issues that you feel are more difficult in Tasmania than they would be if you were I don't know closer to Melbourne or Sydney or, or is it no longer the case is it is everything now global in terms of you know everything from bushfire risks to flood is that is it does it still factor in that you're oh you're in the outskirts of Tasmania that's something that comes into it or, or not? 
we do find that uh, when we are discussing areas or businesses with particular underwriters and insurers on the mainland, that they don't really have a massive understanding of where it is. So you, the the conversation is certainly much more detailed into explain who, what, where and why. There is still a couple of insurers that have a Tasmanian presence and an office down here. So they certainly understand the mechanics and probably get supported off the back of that based on that they actually understand the local landscape much better than those that fly in, fly out once or twice a year. What we find, Daniel, is the people or the insurers that are on the ground here more regularly start to understand the intricacies of different regions and they certainly get supported on that fact. Us as brokers, people do business with people. The more insurers and underwriting agencies get on a plane to come and see us, usually the better the results for them within the, across Tasmania. Is that getting, I guess, less likely, likely to happen? You've been in the industry 10 years. Have you seen that number of um, insurers who are either located in Tasmania or willing to take that plane flight shrink over the years? Certainly COVID has not helped because for a year to two years, um, certainly people didn't get on the plane, understand that, completely appreciate that. A lot of the world started to use technology a lot more, so a lot more Teams meetings, which is fantastic, but sometimes face it just can't replace the face-to-face conversations that you can have. And we certainly see that those that are getting on a plane or back on a plane now to come and see us in person are getting the better results and we are building better relationships with them. We've had a good a good comeback the last probably couple of months, but there's certainly some underwriters and underwriting agencies that we haven't seen since pre-COVID. Before I let you get back to more more serious matters, uh, an interesting hard insurance area that I, I spoke with with your director, John Farrell, a little while ago is heritage buildings, because I know, I guess everyone knows, apart from being a very beautiful place, Tasmania has a, a lot of heritage buildings. Some of them are pubs, places you can stay. Getting insurance for those is really hard. How How's that looking at the moment? Uh, the market for that isn't too bad at the present stage. Um, certainly. That's where we come back to the hard conversations. We've had to have some significant hard conversations with those particular clients over the last uh, few years around improving the risk, uh, you know, rewiring, replumbing, uh, making sure that um, if they can retrofit some sprinklers or, or some other uh, fire protection, that's where we need to get to. Certainly, if they haven't done that, it is significantly challenging. But most in that space have looked to try and improve their risk whilst slowly over time. They're trying to do it in a cost-effective way. And and you're finding that's possible, is it, financially for a lot of them? I just remember seeing images of these, you know, sad-looking pubs in small towns around Tasmania falling down, but maybe the corner's been turned, hopefully, for some of them at least. Certainly in those small towns um, and in regional Tasmania getting any hotel, pub, any kind of hospitality venue covered is very challenging, just like it is in regional Victoria 
we've got those challenges across the country at the moment. Certainly, there are a few underwriting agencies which have come in to try and fill the void. But for clients to protect their risk in those locations, it certainly costs a lot more than it does within the CBD. Cameron, it's been nice talking to you. Thanks very much for spending some time with IB Talk. Oh, no worries. Thanks, Daniel. Appreciate it. And Cameron Gill is broker manager in Steadfast Taswide's Hobart office. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to IB Talk. For the latest episodes, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher and Apple Podcasts.